0: All right, well, welcome back, everybody, to the San Antonio Realty Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Randolph, and I have beside me my buddy David Karras. Is it beside? Actually,
1: we we're across the table mirrored? from each other. It's mirrored, mirrored image.
0: <laughs>
1: Raise your left hand, and I'll do my right hand.
0: Um, I don't know if my my military left. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So brand new equipment, learning some new stuff, trying to figure out. You know. How, how to make a podcast work. So,
1: yeah, we got a uh, new Roadcaster Pro. So, yeah. Um now we can press buttons. Yeah. And have like little sound effects. Like, what's this one do? Oh, yeah, there you go. See, everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Love what I'm saying.
0: Oh, that's good. Oh, scary times.
1: <laughs> scary stories from the San Antonio Realty Pros.
0: Oh, that's funny. I like it. It's gonna be good. It's gonna, it's gonna, crickets. That's like now you know when you tell your dad jokes, and I'll be like crickets. What are you talking about? No, I'm just kidding. My dad
1: jokes are on point. No, I'm just
0: kidding. Uh, Remember
1: how much candy we gave out with the dad jokes? Actually, Fest?
0: I was like the kids were like. <laughs> <Mesmerized>. <laughs> it's David with the dad
1: joke. Dad jokes by David.
0: I like it. I'm I'm gonna be messing with this the whole time. <laughs>
1: Shut up. Shut up, people.
0: All All right. right. There we go. So, and and now on to the news that everybody's been waiting for.
1: We're just, we're we're excited. Who wants to save some money in 2021? (laughs) Clap.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to have to program like a lot of stuff on that. It's going to be it's going to yeah. be cool. Don't be let like, me near it. We you know, don't. like some of the great movie lines, the one-liner. Movie. I'm going to put some of those into here. It's going to be like, I pity the fool. You know, like right. <laughs> some Mr. T stuff in there. Merry Christmas. <laughs> now <Nah, laughs> we'll go that animal. way. <laughs> yeah.
1: hey, it's better than Drop the Beat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, man. So, crazy times, crazy times. I think we talked about it in the last podcast. We were doing a uh, parade, and Stephen wanted to throw out some trap music. And we were by a bunch of people yeah like the most consolidated area of people this one random christmas trap song came on and it was like drop a beep 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 beep
0: beep (laughs) beep yeah i was i was a little embarrassed my face got like blood red because i was like embarrassed i don't know how loud it was on the outside
1: of the truck but i'm pretty sure it was was loud enough audible yeah (laughs) so Um, if i could talk to them and say merry christmas outside of the truck and not as i was the radio and they could hear me yeah they heard it yeah so we apologize to anybody that we may have offended it was totally (laughs) unintentional you'll know if i'm trying to intentionally offend you
0: (laughs) (laughs) man so we're going to cover some topics today that are pretty much you know it's a staple in the industry it's information that everybody needs to know um and and we've actually david printed off the stats and uh, we're going to go over some exemptions and stuff too right well, that's what it is. Yeah, it's They're, all
1: exemptions. Everything's going over the the exemptions that the Texas counties will let people file for. Now, the reason why we're bringing this up is a lot of people, they forget. They buy a house during 2020, and they forget to go to the county and file for their exemptions Yeah, for 2021. And it can save you thousands of dollars. It can save you a lot of money depending on what you qualify for. So. Stephen and I have sold a lot of houses, and what shocks me the most is when I go and I pull the tax data, and these people have been living there for years, Yeah, and they have no exemptions, not even the homestead exemption. So that's that's the freebie for everybody pretty much, and then there's some other ones. So I wanted to kind of go into what the resident homestead is. I've actually printed off everything from the county, from Guadalupe County, which it has all the exemptions for the state in it, but you can go on to uh, The county any county. So for example, Guadalupe County you type in Guadalupe CAD For county appraisal district or you can type in county appraisal district and it'll pull up the website and you can do your property searches from there and see what exemptions That they have for you Because you may have thought you've done it I would recommend going back to your county and checking to make sure it got done.
0: Yeah, and if you, you can go to CAD's website, like, um, and then just check to see what's listed there
1: on your exemptions. That's yeah, it's too easy. easy. So let's just start right from the basics. What is a residential homestead, and what qualifies for it? The qualifications for a residence homestead is a family or single adult that is entitled to an exemption from taxation. For the county purposes authorized in Article 8, Section 1-Alpha of the Texas Constitution of $3,000 of the assessed value of his residence or homestead. Under uh, Subsection B, an adult is entitled to exemption from taxation by a school district of $25,000 of the appraised value of the adult's residence homestead. And so what does that mean? And we're throwing out a lot of numbers. And so if your house is worth $125,000, yeah, you file for a homestead exemption, your school taxes are only being charged based off of $100,000, not the $125,000. Right. Okay, the $3,000 is the same way. If your house was appraised at $150,000, you're going to get taxed at $147,000 mm-hmm. versus $150,000. So you're going to save a little bit of money there. Um, now, when we get into talking about some of the other exemptions in there, uh, we're going to talk about what a residence homestead means. So it's, it means is that it's a structure, including a mobile home.
0: So and mobile homes
1: do qualify, but the mobile home has to be tied to the property. Has yeah, to be it, real property. Yeah, it can't be personal property. If the manufactured home is not has not had the axles removed, has not had the tongue removed, and is not strapped down. It is considered a personal property and you cannot get a homestead on a piece of personal property and okay. that's correct so it means a structure including a mobile home or a separately secured and occupied portion of a structure together with the land see that goes back to where that it goes from personal property to real property it has to be tied to the land and not exceed 20 acres okay so if it's more than 20 acres anything above the 20 acres would not be counted as uh, a homeowner's uh, homestead. So, but you can get an agricultural exemption for, for that.
0: Yeah. We've actually done um, a couple of other podcast episodes that cover tax information. So if you guys go to the, to the podcast main page, there's a couple episodes. they actually brought in an expert, a lawyer that does tax uh, appraisal stuff, um, property tax, law is basically what he practiced. Right. So you can go ahead and check that out too.
1: Now, here's something that's going to be beneficial to a lot of the military around here. When uh, the military come in, they'll buy a house. They're going to be here for a couple of years. They don't file their homestead exemption. They turn it into a rental property. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they PCS out. Well, a qualified residential structure does not lose its character as a residence homestead. When the owner who qualifies for the exemption temporarily stops occupying it as a principal residence if that owner does not establish a different principal residence and the absence is for a period of less than two years and the owner intends to return and occupy the structure as the owner's principal residency. So for at least two years after you PCS, you can keep the homestead exemption on there, provided you've not set up a primary residence elsewhere. So if you live on base housing, you rent, you can still keep the homestead exemption on there. Got it for two years. If it's caused by the owner's military service inside or outside of the United States as a member of the Armed Forces of the United States or of this state, or residency in a facility that provides service related to health, infirmity, or aging. So, if you another reason for it is, you know, if you if besides being in the military if you're put into a hospital or a facility for health-related situations, mm-hmm. uh, if you put in there for, um, let's just say we get, you know, just use myself as an example. If I'm 80 years old and I need to put into a assisted living facility, but I still own a home, I can still keep my homestead exemption. Nice. Okay. Now, another thing that they do is they do some uh, exemptions for disability. Now, disabled... the the county well per the state I guess yeah it means under the disability for purposes of payment of disability insurance benefits under federal old age survivors and disability insurance Okay, so Social Security now we just had this happen where we worked with a wonderful client who's a surviving spouse so let's say say for me for example We'll go with you, right? So, Joanna's a 100% disabled veteran. Right. Okay? If she passes away, you're a surviving spouse, Mm -hmm. you can carry on those exemptions. Any exemptions that your spouse had beforehand, as long as you don't remarry, you can keep those exemptions. So, the surviving spouse of an individual who qualifies for an exemption under subsection D for the residence homestead of a person 65 or older is also entitled to an exemption for the same property from the same taxing unit in an amount equal to that of the exemption for which the deceased spouse qualified for if the deceased spouse died in a year in which the deceased spouse qualified for the exemption Mm. Two, the surviving spouse was 55 or older when the deceased spouse died. So if, you know, I'm 80 years old, passes away and I marry a 20 year old she don't get she don't get to keep the the exemption, the, the exemption for um, being 65 or older uh, number three the property was the residence homestead of the surviving spouse when the deceased spouse died and remains the resident homestead of the surviving spouse so if I die in my house and Hesian stays in the house all the exemptions would stay yep Okay. And those were enacted in 2019. or Yeah, 2019. Now, we kind of talked about it a little bit, got ahead of ourselves, but this one talks about the residence homestead of 100% or totally disabled veteran. Now, one thing that this, what I printed out doesn't cover is you can get partial exemptions for being a disabled veteran. Mm-hmm. I think it's 30, 50, 90, and then 100. So each one of them will... Provide a different level of a deduction yeah. until you get to 100%. Okay. A disabled veteran who receives from the United States Department of Veteran Affairs or its successors, they put that in there, hey, right? Yeah. Or its successors, 100% disability compensation due to a service connected disability and a rating of 100% disabled or of individual unemployability is entitled to an exemption from taxation. Of the total appraised value of the veteran's residence home.
0: Okay. There's so no cap in there.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, so there's not really a cap. So mm-hmm. if you are a hundred percent disabled veteran, you go buy a scratch off, you win ten million dollars, you go buy a million dollar house, you submit the paperwork, you do not have to pay property taxes on that house. And you get four million dollars. Ten million.
0: Well after, after, the, after taxes. After the tax man gets a get hold like of you. One hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh You know, it comes in handy. I use that as an exaggeration, but there's a lot of veterans that are living paycheck to paycheck, and that helps out a tremendous amount. Yeah. Now, the surviving spouse of a disabled veteran who qualifies for an exemption under subsection B when the disabled veteran died, or of a disabled veteran who would have qualified for an exemption under the subsection if that subsection had been in effect on the date of the disabled veteran's death, is entitled to the exemption from taxation of the total appraised value as well okay so if they come up with something different so let's say they say that you know they have it now but let's say they came up with this 100 yeah if and they came out with it and let's say two two thousand if your spouse died in 1999 before this happened what it's saying is that you can go and get that retroactively added right? okay so um, but
0: we would obviously want to double check, make sure that they get with any kind of a lawyer. Maybe a well, legal, you think legal counsel would be something that you right. want? I uh, mean, it's
1: clear it, in the written. It's pretty. It, it says right here, right. So let me go back to it. So, let's see. When the disabled veteran died, or of a disabled veteran who would have qualified. For an exemption under that subsection, if that subsection had been in effect on the date of the disabled the disabled veteran died, is entitled to an exemption from taxation of the total appraised value. So okay. I'm not looking at a date here of when it started. Okay. Uh, it's not shown on right here. Yeah, but I'm just wondering like, if it started in, in 2000. Yeah. Let's just throw out a random number. Yeah, If it started in 2000 and a veteran that was 100% disabled veteran died in 1980 mm-hmm. and that surviving spouse is not remarried she did qual- yeah, should qualifies. qualify for it okay. now where you may want to talk to an attorney is is it retroactive right it's retroactive in that they would qualify for it but I don't know if they're retroactive for back taxes, back taxes or, or anything yeah, like that you. and then if if they got married, you know, five years into what they could have had. And they so it could get convoluted that way. I don't yeah. think we'll have an issue with it, but they got it in there just in case. All right. So resident homestead of a surviving spouse of a member of the armed services killed in action. Okay. Okay. So this is a cool little benefit. Um, doesn't replace a spouse, but at least they recognize Texas is very veteran friendly. And at least they recognize the sacrifices made by the families of those who made the ultimate sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So as long as they have a resident homestead, the surviving spouse, meaning the individual who was married to a member of the armed services of the United States at the time of the member's death, the surviving spouse of a member of the armed services of the United States who is killed in action is entitled to an exemption form for taxation of the total appraised value of the surviving spouse's residence homestead if the surviving spouse has not remarried since the death of the member of the armed services. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm not an attorney here, but what I'm reading, this is, well, let me reread it. Cause so saying the surviving spouse of a member of the armed services of the United States who killed in action is entitled to an exemption from taxation of the total appraised value of a surviving spouse's residence homestead. If their surviving spouse, yeah. So the way I'm reading it is, let's say they lived in the bear, barric- uh, lived in housing, yep, or rented. Tragically killed in action, the the surviving spouse has to move out of on base housing, right? Yeah, moves they, into they her they own buy a house. Place. Yep. So to me, the way I'm reading this is that she's you know, exempt from property tax, right? With the appropriate documentation, they mm-hmm. should be exempt, even though they did not own it beforehand.
0: Well, no, that's good. That's that's actually. Um, I, and I think it should be that way, to be honest with you, you know? Um, as long obviously, it says that she doesn't remarry. So if she right. remarries, like, hey, man, look. And that happens with everything. Yeah.
1: Like, social security. Everything, you get a surviving spouse benefit until yeah. you are no yeah. longer the surviving spouse. Well, I guess you are always be the surviving spouse. But until you remain unmarried. Yeah. As long as you remain unmarried.
0: It's just kind of weird that they kind of condone um, that type of, of a deal. What if someone else, like look, it's just kind of a, a weird thing. Oh, to here we go. To, but it, to me, I think of it as like, okay, well, what if they find love later on down the road? And then there's no more, like they don't get that, that benefit anymore. No, I'm and with it's you their 100%. house. Like they stay in their house. A man comes into their life.
1: So if it's, well, a it's gotta be a man,
0: well, I'm saying say <laughs> if it's a woman, cause we were talking about a woman. Right. Right. And she finds some man comes into her life and she's still living in the home that she bought. Right. After the, the death. And somebody comes along to get married. Now she's might not be able to afford to live in the in the house because the the tax amount is going to be so high.
1: Well, and what it, now what she it, is
0: doubling her income basically, right?
1: And I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think it's offset. I think it goes back to it's
0: like you ain't double dipping on on the government's time. Kind
1: of right. I'm a tax man. But I, I've <laughs> known some people that have been surviving spouses. Yeah, that they'll move a, their love of their new life mm-hmm. in the home with them and they'll never get married because that person is a surviving spouse as well. Oh, boy. And so they, they'll never get married. They'll live together. They'll be companions, mm-hmm. but Hard they won't marks. ever, they won't ever get married because they don't, neither of them want to lose those mm-hmm. benefits. Um, now the last one we're going to kind of talk about um, mm-hmm. is one that I did not know existed. And being a firefighter, I'm surprised I did not know that. Hmm. And being a firefighter, I think that you'll appreciate this one, too. I'm intrigued. You are. So, the resident homestead of surviving spouse of a first responder killed in the line of duty. Really? Yep. So, first responder means an individual listed under Section 615.003 of the government code. And the resident homestead, meaning as signed by Section 11.13, which we've already talked about. And then it says... Uh, under paragraph three, surviving spouse means the individual who was married to a first responder at the time of the first responder's death. So please fire uh, EMS, things like that. The surviving spouse of a first responder who is killed or fatally injured in the line of duty is entitled to an exemption from taxation of the total appraised value of the surviving spouse's residence homestead if the surviving spouse is an eligible survivor for purposes of chapter 615 government code as determined by the employee's retirement system of texas under that chapter and has not remarried since the death of the first responder number c the exemption provides by this section applies regardless of the date of the first responders death if their surviving spouse otherwise meets the qualifications of this section and then under d A surviving spouse who receives an exemption under subsection B for a residence homestead is entitled to receive an exemption from taxation of the property that the surviving spouse subsequently qualifies as the surviving spouse's residential homestead in an amount equal to the dollar amount of the exemption from taxation of the first property for which the surviving spouse received an exemption under subsection B in the last year in which the surviving spouse received that exemption. If the surviving spouse has not remarried since the death of the first responder. I want to thank the great people and the House of Representatives of the State of Texas for not using Kamala's periods and making the world's longest sentence. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We applaud you all. (laughs) Um, There we go. The first legit use of that button, right? (laughs) So the surviving spouse is entitled to receive from the chief appraiser of the appraisal district in which the first property for the receiving spouse claimed the exemption was located a written certificate providing the information necessary to determine the amount of the exemption to which the surviving spouse is entitled on the subsequently qualified home. That's a mouthful. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, look at how big that is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. It's like. On an so eight let half me ask the- you question. Yeah.
0: Just to clear it up. Yep, first our, responder because we know what first responders are right
1: well we know what first responders are but there's other people that may not in that code you know we have to check out that code was is it, is it for volunteers so that yes so like be. if
0: i'm on with a you know local volunteer department right if and i'm on, considered on their books as a
1: first responder yep so if you're a volunteer um, firefighter in paytonville yeah right you should be considered a first responder yeah It'd be interesting to go into that uh, subsection six fifteen to see what it is our correction officers consider first responders. What about dispatchers? Yeah, you know? this is
0: why you should always get on the radio if you're coming in your POV and you're headed to a scene direct. Mm-hmm. You call in. I'm um, going to the scene POV direct.
1: Yep, get it on those tapes. Get it on the tape. So, but what this what this whole it, it, it's a paragraph, but it's really like a chapter. Mm-hmm. What it's trying to say is. And it's the same for the surviving spouse of a disabled veteran, 100% mm-hmm. disabled veteran. Your exemption stays the same across the board, mm-hmm. right? Equal to or less than. So, if you sold your house, if you lived at one, two, three, some street, and you had a 100% disabled veteran, or you know, if you had the uh, surviving spouse of a, a killed in action a soldier or first responder. And that tax lot was say $30,000 mm-hmm. right, or however they want to figure it out on the next property. When you sell that on your next property, you'll get up to right. that amount. right. I so if it's you. less, you're good, but anything above it, I, I don't know how to figure it out. But the way I'm reading that, and that's when that whole like big thing, the surviving spouse is entitled to receive from the chief appraiser of the appraisal district in which the first property for which the surviving spouse claimed that the exemption was located a written certificate providing the information necessary to determine the amount of the exemption to which the surviving spouse is entitled on a subsequently qualified homestead. Got it. Okay, so if they move, you still qualify, but it may or may not impact you. Yeah, um, the value may or may not. We be just same. did one. We had a he's and had to sell uh, with a surviving spouse of hundred percent disabled veteran, and they were downsizing, so it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you're yeah, if you're upgrading or up. up, yeah. If you're, you're if you're putting on your George and Wheezy, uh moving on up steps, um, it may have an impact. So you yeah. may, I mean, it's still going to be a whole lot better than paying it out full right. But so just to kind of recap, we've gone over the homestead exemption, we've gone over a disabled person's exemption, we've gone over a person age 65 or older exemption, we've gone over the 100 percent disabled veteran exemption, we've gone over the 30 50 90% disabled veteran exemptions. We've gone over the surviving spouse exemptions yeah. for first responders and for soldiers killed in action. Got it. And when I say soldiers, I know some people are like... It's an Army it's, generalized term for it, every military personnel. Yes. Yeah, so includes soldiers, <laughs> sailors, Marines, yeah. Airmen. Airmen, Space Force... Coast Guard. Cadets. It'd be space cadets. Are they going to be space I cadets? I have no clue. They're still working on trying to figure out what their ranks are. But, hey. Well, they side. were going to go,
0: they were going to use naval terminology um, because it's maritime, whatever. Right. And I think they're switching over to Air Force now. Air Force ranks. What department does it fall
1: under? Is it its own department? Or is it, it fall is under the Air Force or the department? It's its own. So you're going to have the Department of the Navy, the Department, department of, the of the Air Army. Force, the Department of the yep. Army, the Department of Space Force?
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: it's the sixth branch
0: officially. Interesting. Yeah, which is kind of weird because the Marine Corps is a department of the Navy, but right. we're the men's department. Right. Just so you remember that. <laughs> I was gonna hit the thing, but I was like, "Yeah." No, I have got the. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> All
1: right. So, um, um, but you know, sidetrack here. We're this will be released on the thirtieth of December, in time for. You to prepare and get the documentation that you need to file your exemptions which are the form 50-114 which is your exemption request form and then you're going to need to provide supporting documentation for anything else that you're trying to do besides the homestead yeah so if you've got a disability of 30 percent or more take that letter with the homestead exemption form to the tax office they can take care of it right then and there um, if you're over 65, proof of that. If you're disabled, proof of that. If you're a surviving spouse, proof of that with the form at 50-114. And then you'll be able to take care of or take advantage of some entitlements that you're, you're able to take advantage of. Um, but my little sidetrack, because I put the date in here. We went out to Windcrest yesterday, mm-hmm. and their whole theme for Christmas is patriotic and you go down all these streets and they have all these silhouettes with a moving arm saluting everybody and everybody that's a veteran has this little uh, it's like a little post with a round plaque that's got whatever branch they were in very well done red white and blue everywhere flags everywhere and stuff like that so um, but that's what got me thinking about the Space Force because somebody put something out there about the Space Force so I was like that's cool
0: yeah I'm excited to see how that's going to turn out that's going to be interesting for sure.
1: Yeah, I wonder what their helmet's gonna be. Are you gonna be like the Euro helmets the firefighters wear? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like the, space balls. Well you've seen <laughs> SpaceX's
0: uh, astronaut suits, right? No. Um, they're very modern, like very modern. Their helmets are all modern. I mean, it's they don't look like friggin' Michelin men, you know. Yeah. They're they look like, they look like the space They look like race car drivers. Hmm. I mean it's they're it's impactful, like it's serious. I, I'm excited to see what's going on. They just sent the first Crew Dragon up to the International Space Station, the first manned Crew Dragon uh, from SpaceX the other last week. So, big stuff. Big well, it must,
1: have, it must have been successful because I didn't hear about it.
0: Right, yeah. There's too much other stuff going on right. in these.
1: Well, no, uh, if it bleeds, it leads. Right. So, all right, man. Well, appreciate you listening to this. Take advantage of all the property tax exemptions that you can. Yeah. So put that money back into your pocket. Uh, appreciate you listening. Take care and have a happy new year. And may 2021 be a million times better than 2020. Yeah, it, it's going to be better. It's got to be better. It can't get worse, can it? Nope, I no, keep so. that positive mental attitude and we'll talk to you later.